As the sun dips behind the mountains on a lonely desert highway, a young man walks alone headed west. An 18-wheeler pulls up and stops. Hey, bud, you need a ride? Yeah, man, thanks for stopping. The door opens and he gets in. No problem. I could use the company. How far are you going? All the way to the coast. You and me both, amigo. Settle in. The truck's engine roars as they pull back on the highway. But lucky for you, I saw that reflector patch on your backpack. Storm's coming. Would have been a long night for you out here. Hey, you mind if I smoke? The old engine roars as the trucker struggles to shift gears. Oh, not at all, man. You mind if I get one off you? I'll help yourself. Water in the cooler, too. Well, bad news, kid, is there ain't no radio stations way out here. And my satellite radio subscription ran out a few months back. I ain't nothing good on anyway. Amen to that. Well, I feel like talking, and I ain't shit for listening. So if you don't mind, I'm going to tell you a story. Works for me. Well, it's a long story, but it's true. At least as much as I can remember of it. You can nod off and sleep if you want to, but I don't think you will. And be standing in the rain all night. That's the spirit, hombre. Well, you get comfortable. I'm about to tell you the true stories of the shirtless man. Now let me tell you something about Dale. He is a bona fide, hard-ass son of a bitch. Born on the south side of the creek, raised in a series of broke-down trailers by a drunk prick of a father, and a long train of beer joint waitresses after his mom disappeared when he was no older than three. He ain't the sharpest tool in the shed, and that's putting it mildly. Any brains he had have been beat out of him over the years. He was a natural-born shithead, destined for an early grave or prison if he was lucky. Never could hold a job, spent his days drunk or high, and most often both. The only gift God gave this sad pile of flesh was that he could fight. Now, I don't mean he has Bruce Lee badass ninja skills or anything like that. He doesn't have any kind of fighting style an expert would be proud of. I'm just saying that when he gets pissed off, when his switch gets flipped and his shirt came off, he became an unstoppable ass-whipping machine. But what was more impressive than his ability to dole out a beating was his uncanny talent at taking a beating and keep fighting. You'd think he was dead, but he'd just pop back up and start swinging. Damnedest thing I ever saw. But something odd happened about a year before all this. Shithead Dale fell in love, or something like it. A runaway day shift stripper named Lacey caught his eye. She worked her magic on poor Dale, and it seemed like it was actually turning him around. He cleaned up, stopped getting high and drunk, and even got a job selling used cars down at the auto mall. They moved into a crappy duplex together and settled into a makeshift happily ever after. Of course, the unholy union of day shift stripper and bar brawler wasn't built to last and it was only a matter of time till all hell broke loose again. It all started in the delivery room. My man Dale beamed with pride as his girl Lacey labored to bring their son into this world. Almost there, Lacey. Just a few more pushes and we'll be done, okay? You're doing great, baby. I'm so proud of you. 
Ouch! This goddamn baby is riching my... It's like a baby is ripping my coach apart. Calm down, honey. Focus on your breathing, okay? Listen to the nurse, honey. Almost done. Hey, Doc. You ain't gonna have to cut my taint open to get him out, are you? I heard y'all have to do that sometimes. Uh, an episiotomy? No, I don't think that will be necessary. Uh, you seem to have plenty of flexibility in that area. Just a few more minutes, baby. I can't wait to see our son. Now hold on a second. I'm getting ahead of myself. Fucking hell. I can't wait to smoke a cigarette. Okay. Well, about nine months ago, Lacey turned up pregnant. Dale couldn't have been happier about it. He built a crib, painted the baby room, read parenting magazines, bought a bunch of baby clothes and shit. Really turned into a candy-ass Ward Cleaver wannabe. His friends would have told him that something wasn't right, but he didn't have any left. Now, when her water broke at work, she called Dale and he hauled ass from the auto mall straight to the hospital. And yeah, you heard me right. She was at work. Nine months pregnant and still rubbing boners at the strip club. That's one of about 50 red flags Dale missed along the way. Okay, I can see the head. Lots of uh, dark dark hair uh, one more push and he will be out oh my god it feels like I've taken a massive dump uh, he's out he's out he's out okay all right well um it's a boy the doctor held up a big beautiful black baby boy oh shit Dale honey don't do anything stupid did I forget to mention that Dale and Lacey are white? Wait, what? Dale stands there, befuddled for a moment, and then the truth hits him like a tsunami. Luther. He takes off his surgical mask and gown in one rip. Dale, calm down, baby. Luther. He takes off his shirt drops it on the floor and leaves. Dale, don't do anything stupid. Ma'am, you need to hold still. Bitch, shut up and get me my phone. Over at the honey hole, our friend Luther is getting a lap dance from two prospective dancers. Now, Luther is a big fella. Skin dark as a moonless night, dressed in all black leather. Now, he's been running this club for a few years, climbing up the ranks of Mama Keiko's criminal organization. And his climb from bouncer and coke dealer to running the club and its underlying drug ring may be his career, but filling methed out strippers full of dick is his passion. That's right, girls. Whoever gets it up first gets the job. Luther, phone call. I'm busy. It's Lacey. Bitch, I said I was busy. She says the baby came out black. Oh, shit. He quickly stands up and the two dancers go flying. He takes the phone from the bartender. Yo, Lacey, what's up? You motherfucker, you said you pulled out. Girl, you know my shit runs deep. Takes a minute to get it all the way out. 
What you want me to say? You're welcome. Well, Dale snapped and he's on his way up there right now. I don't give a shit. The fuck you think he's going to do about it other than get his bitch ass whipped? You don't understand. You never seen him mad. Bitch, if he's fool enough to show up here, I'm going to fuck him up and send him right back to the hospital there with you. I'm serious, Luther. Look out. He's crazy. Bitch, you crazy. Especially if you think I'm going to pay you for that baby. That kid ain't mine. You can't prove shit. I see you on dicks all the time. Fuck you, mother... And P.S., bitch, you fired. He slams down the phone. Slams a shot of whiskey and cracks his knuckles. Hey, everybody. Come outside for a minute. You're all about to see somebody get fucked up. Luther stands tall and cocky in the gravel parking lot, adjusting his watch and his chain around his neck, looking up the road for Dale's arrival. Man, I bet this punk-ass bitch don't even show up. A bunch of regulars in the strippers mull about, excited to see a fight, but squinting uncomfortably in the sunlight. Man, after this, we need some jello shots, right? <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Dale drives over 100 miles an hour, zigging and zagging through traffic on the freeway, taking huge chugs off a big plastic gallon of cheap vodka. His eyes glow red as a year worth of lies rush through his mind. Dale sees the strip club ahead and puts on his blinker and takes the exit off the freeway at an extremely high speed. Then he sees Luther standing out in front of the honey hole. Luther! He crushes the last of the vodka and chunks the bottle out the window. Luther sees the car coming and turns around to the gathered crowd. Oh shit, looks like it's going down. As he tears into the parking lot, Dale isn't slowing down. He puts his foot to the floor and aims right for Luther. What the fuck? Dale smashes right into Luther. He crashes into the hood and windshield and somersaults in the air three or four times, lands in the gravel in a lump. Dale loses control of the car and smashes into the big honey hole sign, knocking it down to the ground. The blinker still blinking. Dale hops out of the wreck, big red steering wheel imprint in the middle of his chest, blood pouring from a gash on his head. But nothing slows him down, and he makes a beeline for Luther whimpering on the ground. Congrats, Luther! It's a boy! Luther is pretty fucked up and in shock, and all he can do is mutter, Wait, 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 stop! Too late for wait, 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 stop, asshole! Luther's right leg is twisted and mangled from his hip all the way to his ankle. And that's right where Dale attacks first. Dale stomps and kicks Luther's leg. Luther howls in embarrassed agony. Dale grabs Luther by the collar, pulls him up, and knocks him the fuck out with a brutal right hand. The crowd gasps. Unless any of you want some of this, you better get the fuck back inside. They scatter like roaches. Dale starts rifling through Luther's pockets, takes a big roll of cash in his car keys. He hits the alarm button and a blue Mercedes Benz chirps back. He starts walking over to the Benz but stops. Dale hasn't gotten enough satisfaction yet. 
He looks back at Luther and he sees the afternoon sun twinkling off his watch. A dark inspiration sparks a grin across Dale's bloody face. <sighs> now, I wish there was a better way to say it. So I'm just going to say it. Dale took Luther's watch off his wrist and the chain off his neck, then pulled down his pants and shoved them both right up Luther's ass. I shit you not. I bet that hurt worse than the leg. Dale drove off in Luther's bends as the sirens grew louder from the distance. Dale drives like a bat out of hell, diving from back road to back road, but he knows exactly where he's going. He takes the bend sideways into a driveway in front of a trailer and lays on the horn. Lizard! Get the fuck out here! A scrawny redneck busts out of the door with his pappy's shotgun. Who the fuck is this in my yard yelling a bunch of bullshit? Put that gun away, lizard, before I shove it up your ass. That's no idle threat. Holy sheep shit. Dale? God damn it, boy, I ain't seen you in a long ass time, man. How the hell you been? Damn. Well, I'm covered in blood, I'm driving a stolen car, and I'm looking for drugs. You tell me how I'm doing. All right, right on. Right on. You partying. I feel you. I'd love to catch up, Lizard, but I'm kind of in a hurry. Dale breaks off half of Luther's roll of cash. I'll take whatever you got. That's what I'm talking about, man. Well, shit, look, I got some crystal. Um, it ain't good, but I got a lot of it. Lizard takes a big baggie of meth out of his underwear. Dale grabs it with a bloody hand and gives Lizard the cash. Keep the change, man. Dale floors it, kicking up dust and gravel all over Lizard. All right, then. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Pleasure doing business with you. As Dale drives off in Luther's bends, the last year of bullshit just keeps flashing in his mind. He sees everything so clearly now. All the times he knew Lacey was just fucking around on him and he was trying to will himself through it, lying to himself about what was really going on. He just wanted to be a normal person as bad as possible. But now he's accepting that that was never in his cards. Now Dale looks down at the bag of meth in his blood caked hand, thinking about how he should have been holding his son right now instead. Fuck it all. He pulls up in front of Frank's Ice House and Pool Hall, as good a place as any to make his final stand. Frank, a retired school janitor, wipes down the bar as two truckers play a game of pool. The door opens, and out of instinct, he turns to greet a welcome customer. Well, howdy! Welcome to... He sees Dale, no stranger to this bar. Oh, shit! Not here, Dale! Not today. I don't need this bullshit. Sorry, Frank. Go ahead and call the cops. They're looking for me. God damn it, Dale. Can't you do this shit somewhere else? Dale puts the rest of Luther's money on the bar. This should cover the damages. Tell the cops to bring everybody. I'm going out ugly. I'll be in the bathroom. Frank is shaking. Pale as a ghost. 
but he picks up the phone. Uh, hey, 911, it's Frank out here at the Ice House. Uh, Dale is here, and he says bring everybody. Huh? No, I don't, I don't think he's armed, but does it matter? It's Dale. The two truckers playing pool see Dale walking calmly past them to the bathroom. They're holding perfectly still as he passes. Dale stops, looks back at them, says, Howdy. As soon as he enters the can, they drop their pool cues and sprint out the door. A few minutes later, Dale's looking out the window of the bathroom and counting the police and sheriff's deputy squad cars pulling up and setting a perimeter. <sighs> Time to end this shit. He dumps out the whole bag of crank sloppily on the edge of the sink. A cop addresses Dale from behind a car on his megaphone. Ah, uh, Dale, we brought everybody just like you asked. Now let's be smart and just end this peacefully. No fucking way! Come on now, Dale. Nobody gets to hurt. Don't you just come on out and let's talk. Ain't nothing to talk about. God damn it, Dale. We're gonna do all of this shit. I'm warning you, SWAT team just showed up. Dale dives headfirst into the pile of meth, snorting and slurping it up like a rabbit anteater. He doesn't even flinch as a flashbang grenade flies through the window of the bathroom and explodes between his feet. Time to party, motherfuckers! Come and get me! He kicks down the bathroom door and rushes into the growing cloud of tear gas. Now, once again, I don't know how to tell you this, so I'm just going to say it as matter-of-factly as I can, and I know you're going to think I'm making shit up, but I swear this is how it happened. He fucking threw a pool table at them. A big-ass industrial coin-operated pool table. The kind that takes five or six men to move carefully. Dale fucking threw it at the cops rushing into the building. Then they hit him with about 20 shotgun beanbag blasts, tased him about a double dozen times, uh, tackled him with over 10 men. He threw them off like rag dolls. They got him down again finally. They hogtied him, threw him in the back of a cop car, uh, then he broke loose of the tie and trashed the inside of the cruiser completely. Eventually, they got a guy from the wildlife preserve to shoot him with elephant tranquilizer darts. They wrapped him up in chains like King Kong, and they took him to jail in the back of an empty dump truck. They needed eight ambulances to take all the beat-up cops to the hospital. Now, I realize at this point in the story, I haven't told you how big Dale is yet. And I'm think, I'm guessing you're probably imagining he's a seven foot tall Paul Bunyan looking bastard, but he's not. He's just shy about six feet tall. Maybe weighs 220, 230. I mean, he's stout, but he sure as hell ain't ripped. Got a beer gut, love handles. But it's like I told you, he has a gift for physical violence. When he gets in that mode and rips his shirt off, I swear he swells up to twice his size and 10 times his strength. Several days later, Dale opens his eyes. He has no idea where he is. Is it the hospital? Is he dead? Is this hell? He hears a buzzer and men yelling. Nope, it's jail. 
He strains to sit up, wincing at the cracking and popping of his broken ribs. He feels around himself doing a damage assessment like a true bar brawler. He's got bandages over taser holes and around his head and knuckles, elbows, knees, all scraped raw and bleeding. Got an eye swollen shut, jaw welted up and lumpy, giant bruises all over his chest, his arms, legs from the multitude of beanbag shots he took. His mouth tastes coppery, so he leans over and spits a mouthful of blood into the stainless steel toilet. Then Dale sees a guard standing watch over him outside the bars. Gives the screw a big, bloody tooth grin. The guard keys into his walkie-talkie. Ah, he's awake. Good morning to you, too. Dale notices that the guard has a big black eye. Hey, hey, did I do that? The guard says nothing and walks away. Okay, then. See you later. Dale reclines back on his steel cot with a peaceful grin like a man in a hammock on a Caribbean beach. Open number eight. The buzzer startles Dale as his cell door pops open. Four guards in riot gear with shields march up to him in his cell. Whoa, hey, you boys here to finish me off? Nope, get dressed. One of the guards throws jeans and a t-shirt at him. Ah, time to see the judge, huh? This should be fun. Nope. You are free to go. Oh, hell, bullshit. It's a trap. As soon as I walk out that door, you boys are going to kill me and say I tried to escape. Nothing would make me happier. But for some reason, your charges have been dropped and you need to get dressed and get the fuck out of my jail before I charge you with trespassing. (laughs) Well, I can't have trespassing on my record. Let's get on with it. Dale gets dressed, stands up, and the guards in riot gear flinch a little. They all have black eyes and busted noses too, but they move out of the way, giving Dale a path to walk out. This special presentation of The Shirtless Man will return right after this. Next thing you know, Dale's just standing on the curb in front of the jail. Befuddled, he just looks back at the jail and sees the guards standing there nervously waiting for him to leave. It doesn't add up. Dale counts all the felonies that he just committed in his head and can't square up why the hell he's free to go. He's just standing there, shoeless on the curb, bloody mullet poking out of his bandages. Red splotches already starting to soak through his white v-neck shirt. Just confused. What's he supposed to do now? Suddenly, a pristine, purple, late 1980s Cadillac Fleetwood pulls up to the curb. The window rolls down, and this crazy albino wizard-looking dude says to Dale, Get in. Uh, (laughs) no thanks, pal. I'm not into the, the gay shit. Okay, I wasn't in jail that long. I'm not interested in gay shit with you, sir. I'm here to save your life. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Move along, preacher man. Too late to save my soul. Oh, friend, I'm no holy man. Far from it, at least in any conventional sense. 
All right, so you're not gay. Uh, you're not a Bible thumper. I must owe you money. Well, technically, yes, I did just spend a small fortune to clean up your mess and get you out of this jail, but you owe me nothing in return for that. All I ask in return is that you get in my car and let me take you to breakfast. Or if you choose, you could just loiter out here in the sun with your good friends of the county sheriff's office. Dale looks back and sees four big-ass deputies at the door with payback on their minds. You know what? Breakfast does sound real good right now. Excellent choice. Hop in the back. In the back of the Cadillac, Dale notices a very small Southeast Asian man driving. The guy very quietly looks at Dale with a gleam in his eye through the rearview mirror. The albino wizard dude turns to Dale. You must be in a great deal of pain. Would you like an Oxycontin? Yes. Yes, I do. The three men sit in a booth at a crowded Waffle House when a waitress approaches. Um, you're not here to cause a ruckus again, are you? See, guys, I, I told you we should have went somewhere else. Um, for reals, there's a picture of you in the office, and I'm supposed to call the cops if I see you. You look uh, familiar. Uh, we met. Uh, you dated my aunt in high school, but you probably recognize me from that time that you pooped on that Miss Pac-Man machine over there. I do not remember that at all. Yeah, they asked me about it on the news. Maybe you saw it on TV. My dear, I assure you that my friend will be on his very best behavior this afternoon. Perhaps these three expertly folded $100 bills can assuage the fears and concerns of you, your manager, and those three security guards. Dale looks behind him to see the manager and security guards in a V formation around the cash register, which I believe went through the window last time he was here. $300, huh? Ah, fuck it. Here's your scramble. Now, here is the rules. First off, he cannot go into the bathroom no matter what. If he raises his voice, we call the cops. And y'all gotta get the fuck out of here in less than an hour because we got an armored car pickup coming and they will not stop if he's in here. We agree to your terms. Thank you, dear. Crazy bastard ought to be in prison. Dale tears into his western scramble and asks with his mouth full. Um, so what's, uh, what's the deal with you dudes? And, uh, what's your name so I'm not just calling you albino wizard looking old dude in my head? Uh, yes, my name is William, uh, but most know me as the seer. Seer? Like, like burning a steak on a grill? No, like the seer, as in he who sees. The seer, huh? Say it smoother, like one syllable, like the seer, the seer. Okay, yeah, seer. Yeah, I got it. Well, what exactly do you fucking see, William? Very simply put, I see the future. I see bad things that are going to happen. I also see bad people who do these bad things for very bad reasons. I see the chain of events and the series of circumstances that lead to these bad things happening. 
He leans in closer to take a sip of his tea. And I see how to stop these bad things from happening. No shit, huh? Well, tell me. How do you get these crazy visions of yours? Drugs. I take an amazingly large amount of drugs. Dale stops eating abruptly, sets down his fork on the empty plate. <coughs> drugs, you say? Could you be more specific? Uh... Acid, ecstasy, DMT, peyote, cocaine, a dab of PCP, sodium pentothal, morphine, LSD, of course, hashish, ginkgo biloba. I lick numerous varieties of frog and toad and copious amounts of psychedelic mushrooms and lichens, plus some proprietary blends of my own creation, just to name a few. <laughs> well, good goddamn, William. No wonder you're seeing shit all the time. So I, I get it now. You, you, you guys want me to hook you up with some drugs. Okay, look, guys, I'm sorry, but I'm a user. I'm not a dealer. I was on the wagon for nine months until the other day, and the only connection I had that could have scored what you're looking for, well, <laughs> I ran him over, broke his leg, and shoved all his jewelry up his ass. The seer and his companion laughed to each other. <laughs> He thinks we want to buy drugs from him. <laughs> I, Dale, I assure you, we are well taken care of in the pharmaceutical procurement department. Well, then what the fuck are we doing here? I don't get I mean, cuz I'm doubling back around thinking it's the gay shit again. Not at all, not at all. Look, I can I can see the future and I know how to fix it. But I am powerless to do so myself. Such is the curse of being the seer. But you, my dear boy, have a gift. You and all your drug-addled resplendence are an instrument of karma, and dare I say, justice. When you get extremely high, you summon strength greater than your physical being should be able to create. You are a fucked-up Thor's hammer with the unhinged fury of the Hulk's boner. And I believe that with my guidance and direction from my visions, you can channel your dark gift of superhuman violence into a productive, even heroic, positive force for the good of humanity. Wow. Okay. William, no offense, but that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Look, I like to get fucked up and fight, okay? I always have. But even I know it's just a matter of time until it kills me. Are you sure about that? Because you look fine to me now. I think you have it backwards. It's the sober living that was killing you. How miserable have you felt being sober for the last nine months compared to how good you felt the other night? I've seen you in my visions. I've known that this day was coming. I was there, waiting to see you destroy Luther in the parking lot of that strip club. And I was there at the pool hall, and I watched your masterpiece of violence unfold. I've seen you the real you in full bloom and you are a magnificent creature huh thanks i guess so what's the deal exactly <clears throat> well to be brief we're going to do incredible amounts of drugs and save the world 
Maybe. Right, 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 right. Okay. Do I have to pay for the drugs? I will pay for and provide all drugs and alcohol, plus room and board, which you will need because you are currently homeless and unemployable. Sounds like a blast. Until I get arrested again. Most likely, you will always be released the next morning, just as you were today. It's very complicated, but I am connected to a vast network of very important people who have a great interest in our work. Just say yes, and let's do some good. Okay. Before I say yes, or no, who is this fucking guy? Ah, this is my manservant, Poonsack. Manservant? You mean he's your slave? Not at all. He is my trusted right hand. I would be lost without him. He is originally from Phuket, Thailand. But we met many years ago when he was my cabin steward on a transatlantic cruise. He was not being utilized to his fullest potential, so we reached an agreement, began a great friendship, and he has been in my employ ever since. You can trust him with your life, as I do on a daily basis. Okay, right, right. It's a lot to process here, William. Okay, one more thing. Do you have any more Oxycontin on you? Poonsack produces a big white pill from his shirt pocket and slides it across the table, and it goes directly into Dale's mouth. <clears throat> All right, Poonsack from Fuck It. You're cool with me. Now look here, seer and manservant. I'm not buying the whole... I can see the future and only you can change it bullshit. But you dudes have a lot of drugs and it seems like you want to share them with me. Since I have nowhere else to go, I say, fuck it. Let's do it. I'll probably be dead in a week anyway. Excellent. Forgive me, but I knew you would say that. <laughs> the waitress walks over. TikTok, you motherfuckers got to go now. Off to the compound, lads. Dale finds himself in the back of the Fleetwood again, feeling woozy. Poonsack's driving that Cadillac at ludicrous speeds through winding back roads for what felt like damn near an hour. Or maybe the Oxycontin that Dale ate was so strong that he lasts all grasp of space and time. Hey man, are we there yet? Because I'm about to barf and shit. Even full of painkillers, Dale was aching real bad from the beating he took and Sitting in the back of that Fleetwood, he was starting to swirl the drain. Relax, my man. Everything is cool. And suddenly, they stop. We're there. <laughs> Welcome home, Dale. Dale looks out the window and sees about four double-wide trailers connected to make a white trash mansion. There's a run-down above-ground pool next to a single-wide trailer off to the side. They get out of the caddy. Well, the big house is ours. The little trailer is all yours. Now, I know you probably need some rest, so go on inside and make yourself at home. I think you'll find everything you could possibly need is in that trailer. Okay, man. Do you think maybe I could get another... <laughs> Dale, there's plenty, plenty of pills in the medicine cabinet. 
You'll find marijuana in the bedside table, alcohol, snacks in the kitchen, and a fine assortment of music and pornography in the entertainment center. If there's anything else that you need, just pick up the phone right next to the bed and tell me what you want. Right on, right on. Uh, wait a second, Dale. Here's your belongings from the jail in case you want them. Dale takes a plastic evidence bag from the seer with bloody clothes, his house keys, and his cell phone in it. Relax, Dale. Get some rest. Everything is going to be all right. You may not realize it yet, but you've entered into a great new phase in your life. You're going to be a hero. I'm very proud of you. Now, take a shower, eat some pills, smoke a joint, and go to sleep. Poonsack will bring you your dinner later. Dale opens the door to his trailer and walks into what looks like a time capsule from 1985. Wood paneling on the walls, orange shag carpet, big Zenith TV, and an old-school hi-fi sound system with a record player, equipped with about a hundred assorted classic rock albums on vinyl. He opens the cabinet next to the TV and sees an old-school top-loading VCR and shelves full of porn on VHS. He takes one out that says Jenna Jameson's Greatest Hits. Oh, fuck yes! He puts it in the VCR, and the sweet sounds of Jenna fucking begin to fill the air. Dale walks into the bedroom, opens the bedside table. It has over a dozen perfectly rolled joints labeled Indica, Sativa, Headband, Purple Kush, AK-47, all laid out next to two brand new lighters. This is bad ass. Dale goes into the bathroom, turns on the shower. Then he notices the medicine cabinet and opens it. Holy shit! It's the mother load of pills. Massive, pharmacy-sized bottles of Vicodin, Xanax, Percodan, Darvacet, Oxycontin, Adderall, Viagra, even Quaaludes. Dale does the math in his head and figures there's about 10 grand worth of buzz in this cabinet alone. Dear baby Jesus, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Dale closes the cabinet and sees himself in the mirror. He's a mess. Blood-soaked bandages around his forehead, eye almost swollen shut, nose busted, bloody, jaw welted up. He looks like hammered shit. So he, suck so he shucks his duds and gets in the shower. The water runs down his head and down his body into a red river of blood down the drain. Dale finally gets out of the shower, grabs a new towel and tenderly dries off his sore corpse. He wipes the steam off the mirror and sees a marked improvement in his face already. Opens up the cabinet, opens up the bottle of Xanax and munches on a couple of bars. 
He opens the dresser in the bedroom and finds it stocked with clothes in his size. Shirts, jeans, socks, underwear. These guys thought of everything. Dale gets dressed in a white t-shirt and a pair of blue jeans. Sits down on the edge of his new bed. He stretches his back. Uh, winces a little because of the cracked ribs. and Then he remembers the virtual cornucopia of joints in the nightstand. Dale takes out one of the headband doobies and a lighter, sparks it up, holds in the big hit, and exhales a column of smoke that fills the room. He flops backwards on the bed and lays right on top of the plastic bag of his belongings from the jail. Oh shit, I forgot about this. He sits back up, opens the bag, takes out his old cell phone. Yes, it has blood on it, but we're not sure whose. Dale flips it open, and the cracked screen says, You have eight new voicemails. Against his better judgment, he presses the button. First, message. Uh, Dale, this is Rick at the Auto Mall. Uh, you took off in a hurry this afternoon. Uh, hope everything is okay with the baby. Dale hits erase. Second message. Dale, uh, Rick again. Uh, need you to call me, buddy. Uh, you took off with her car and I kind of need to know. Uh... Dale hits a race. Third message. Dale, it's uh, it's Rick. God damn it. Uh, give me a call before I call the cops. Dale hits a race. Fourth message. Dale, uh, Rick. Uh, I'm hearing some disturbing shit about what you may have done with our car. Dale hits a race. Fifth message. Dale, it's Rick. You better call me right fucking now. Dale hits a race. Sixth message. Dale, Rick, you crashed our fucking car at a goddamn strip club. Are you fucking insane? You, you better believe I called the cops and I'm going to sue the living shit out of you. Dale hits a race. Seventh message. And uh, just to make it official, uh, you're fucking fired! Uh, this is Rick at the Auto Mall, by the way. Dale hits a race. Takes a big hit off the joint. Eighth message. Dale, it's, um, it's Lacey. I heard what you did to Luther. Uh, that's pretty fucked up. But honestly, he deserved it. Hell, I deserve it too. I know you're in jail now, and I don't know if you'll ever even hear this message, but I just wanted to say, I need to tell you that I'm sorry for what I did. I totally understand that you never want to see me or, or the boy ever again. And I don't blame you for that. What I did to you was shitty. If I could, I'd take it all back. I would in a second. I'm a fucked up nightmare of a person. And I just want you to know that it wasn't your fault. You are a good man. And I could always tell that about you, no matter how crazy you went. Anyway, that's it, I guess. Believe it or not, I love you. Dale just sits there, shocked. 
This message from Lacey just rocked him harder than any shot he took from the cops. But it wasn't her voice or her words that stunned him, even though they were nice to hear. To delete this message, press 1. To save this message, press 2. To replay this message, press 3. Dale presses 3. Dale? It's Lacey. I heard what you did to Luther. It's pretty fucked up. But honestly, he deserved it. But it's not her voice that he's listening to. It's something subtle and quiet in the background. Dale hears the sound of the cooing and fussing of a baby boy. What he thought would be his baby boy. A child that he dreamed of caring for. A child who he talked to when he was growing in Lacey's belly. A child that he built a crib, painted a room, bought toys and clothes for. A child he never even got to hold. A child that he rejected immediately when he saw the color of his skin. But now, when he can hear him stirring in his mother's arms, he can't hear his color at all. Dale's eyes start to swell up in a way that he's never felt before. His busted eye wells up tear falls down his cheek. He wipes it with his hand, looks at it and sees that it's a weird pink mix of tears and blood. Anyway, that's it, I guess. Believe it or not, I love you. Goodbye. To delete this message, press, Dale presses three and lays down on his new bed. Dale, it's uh, it's Lacey. I heard what you did to Luther, and that's pretty fucked up, but honestly, he deserved it. Hell, I deserve it too. Dale curls up with his phone in the fetal position, facing the wall, letting himself cry for the first time ever. He's overcome with waves of guilt and shame and he starts to sob she may deserve it luther may deserve it hell even dale deserves it but that baby boy didn't deserve this this shotgun start to a shitty life anyway that's uh that's it i guess believe it or not i love you goodbye they were gonna name him Max I wonder if she still did to delete this message press 1 to save this message press 2 to replay this message press 3